She was mysterious, beautiful, and seductive. She was also a thief fraudster and rumored to be a member of the Bulgarian secret police. But that's not why she went to prison for 30 years. That's what you get when you try to kill two federal agents. regular guy is an FBI agent who's supposed to be dead, mercilessly killed by the F-bombing hitman on the audio. Only the FBI agent wasn't dead. He was very much alive, and the hitman is actually Bob Leshorn, an undercover U.S. deputy marshal and our guest today. As we'll learn from Bob, he was hired by a beautiful, seductive, and deadly woman named Lily Schmidt. Welcome to Chasing Evil. I'm Chris Godzik. And Bob Leshorn is a bit of a legend in the Marshal Service. He spent 13 years as a deputy in the Eastern District of New York. He was a member of the Marshal's Special Operations Group. He oversaw the National Fugitive Program, and after a year at Interpol, Bob was made chief of the International Investigations Branch. He was also one of the architects of the largest sting operation in law enforcement history, a subject of a future podcast. Think Redskins football tickets. Welcome, Bob Leshorn. All right, let's just jump right into it. Who is Lily Schmidt? Lily Schmidt was a woman who aspired to be society in New York City. No matter what it cost, what she had to do, who she ripped off, she would stop at nothing to be part of the society and rich uh, culture of New York City. Her and her partner, Lenny, lived on Long Island, and they would devise plans how to rip off the richest stores on the east side. Lily Schmidt arrives on the scene and tries to become a socialite, but her background is a lot darker than most socialites. Lily Schmidt in Bulgaria, from what we could get, her background is is sketchy, but we believe she was with either the secret police or a subversive agency that actually probably was responsible for many hits. And that was her background, She went ahead and she came to America with that background. So she wasn't opposed to violence. She knew violence, but she wanted a better way. And she knew America was the land of uh, wealth. What kind of murders was she involved in? We're not quite sure because the Bulgarians aren't forthcoming (laughs) with any of that. You know, except that (laughs) Lily Schmidt was definitely over there. Mm -hmm. And they don't really want to give it up like most police agencies. Right. But from your research, you guys were pretty sure. We're pretty sure that that this woman had a very dark background. Right. And although you can't prove it, her crimes in America certainly came full circle. They they showed that she was she would do anything to further her uh, her lifestyle. It was crazy. 
to include murder. Right. She arrived in, you know, what, uh, probably what, the 90s? She arrives in the 90s, mm-hmm. and she lives on Long Island with her boyfriend or husband, Lenny. Right. And they devise a way to rip off the biggest art galleries, antique galleries, boutiques on the east side to include Trump Tower. They get a check and they forge it. They were paper hangers. They stole by forgery. But they took it one step further. They forged a cashier's check, a perfect cashier's check for $64,000. And that was the go-to amount when they go shopping on the east side. They had a person in a bank who would also, when the vendor would say, hey, is this good check? And he'd say, oh, yes, Mrs. So-and-so is impeccable, very wealthy. And it wasn't just a check. It was a certified check. Well, it was a certified check, but she was dressed in sable. Lenny was dressed to the nines. They always arrived in a stretch limousine. So they had, you know, perceptions reality. If you come up and they look out and they say, whoa, who is this? And she had the jewelry, and she would come in as if she was a billionaire. So when she pulled out, you know, they would pick out a Pissarro painting, let's say. It was, it was 75000 And And they, they knew their antiques. They knew their collectibles. They knew value. And let's say the painting was seventy five, and they'd, get, they'd go back and forth, and they'd negotiate, and they'd come to sixty four. Mm-hmm. And the gallery would say, well, how are you making payment? And they say, oh, cashier's check. Right. You know, and hand over the cashier's check. They'd make it out to the gallery, Fifth Avenue, and they would call the bank, and they'd let the painting go. Then she would fence the painting for considerably less, go on to the next victim. It right. was always a $64,000 cashier's check. Well, and, and, and a pretty deep knowledge base of the art world. Incredible. Incredible knowledge. So in between these ripoffs, Lenny and Lily are always trying to further their situation. Well, they went to D.C. looking for opportunities, and they decided we can infiltrate the Pentagon. If we ever (laughs) infiltrated the Pentagon, the doors would be open. I mean, nobody is going to take a Pentagon military ID and question it. We'll become whoever we steal. So Lily and Lenny sign up for a Pentagon walking tour. Right. And they, when the, the Pentagon police are wonderful, they're very thorough. Right. And, and let's just say, there's a lot of, probably a lot of easier places to steal from. Oh, you, yes. Why go into the belly of the beast? Right. I, I'm not exactly sure, but okay. I mean, here we are in the belly of the beast, the most secure building in America. And Lily breaks off the tour group and just walks into an office, which happened to be a colonel. All his ideas there, he most likely was in the gym. He left everything in his office, never had to worry about security. She rips everything off, military IDs, credit cards, everything. They go home that night. They get back to Brooklyn, um, in, uh, Long Island. And now they have an impeccable set of credentials for Mr. and Mrs. XYZ, and what is his job? He's a full colonel based at the Pentagon. They, they superimpose photos, signatures. These, they're really fraud people. They have all the equipment to make these fake ideas. And, they, and their craft is, is good. They're, they, they're very they good at it. They are on top of their game. Uh-huh. These are impeccable-looking creds. Okay. Now they are a Pentagon employee, high-ranking. When they ask for ID with the check, the check. 
is signed by the colonel. The they, they stole the guy's everything. So right. they assume his identity. It's, it's like old school identity fraud, but right. from a person who would never be questioned his his uh, background. Impeccable credentials. Impeccable credentials. Mm -hmm. Full colonel at the Pentagon. So now they have an easy time with all these stolen goods. They're, they're running around Park Avenue until one day Trump's security, which is a retired detective, saw Lily get out of the limo, knew the whole limo, knew exactly what was going down and pinched her. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Lenny, how would how would he have gotten the information about her? Was it was it, was there a all points bulletin, so to speak? Or they had wanted posted issued for everybody on Park Avenue. She was so infamous, stole so much money that they had wanted posters in their pockets. Mm. Okay. We do that quite often. And they knew to look out for this one because she's just putting a hurting on them. Well, she seemed, but she seems smart enough that she would know that and not go, <laughs> you well, know, well, a hide in plain sight, well, so to speak. she didn't know there was a wanted post. Okay. But she thought it was slim pickings that this little uh, area she was just fleecing out of hundreds of thousands was easy pickings, that these people weren't that smart. She always thought she was smarter than anybody, mm -hmm. that she could... Out okie doke anybody. Yeah. She was just slick, <laughs> you know, and dangerous. Right. So they got her in cuffs. Uh, he runs down the street with a forty-four Magnum, almost drops it. He's got it in his waistband. He outruns the detective. And now she's in Rikers Island. Okay. And she puts a hit on Lenny and says, that rat bastard ratted me out. And But that, I mean, she turned on him pretty right, quick. Right away. This right. is somebody she's lived with and had a relationship for years. Right away. Turned on him like a black widow spider. <laughs> okay. Now, she, she, they said he was beaten so badly, it was almost unrecognizable. So it, she really did put a hit on She uh, put a hit on her old man. Okay. And now he, he rolls over on her. Right. So she's in Rikers as an NCIS agent, a top guy, a top guy assigned to the case with mm -hmm. an FBI agent. And this is a national security, so it's a serious case. Well, every day, every week they had a court appearance. The agents would come to Rikers, take her out on a day writ, take her to court. She had court appearances. They interviewed her. And they'd bring her back the same day. Or they'd, they would never house her in MCC after what she did. So they'd bring her back. And okay. they invariably would stop for coffee. It was a long ride with the traffic going into, you know, from Queens to Brooklyn. And then over the bridge to Manhattan can be an hour by itself. So they get their coffee and their cake. And they always stopped at the same little store in Queens. So she's taking notes on this. She's... She's saying, I can get these guys killed. I can kill them and get away. This is her thought process. Right. And I'm in the wind. I don't need a lighting. So she tells her Sally, uh, who is our informant, I really need a hitman. You're OC. The rumor is you're you're hooked up, which she was hooked up. Connected. 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 And she says, okay, let me make some calls. So the third time she got John, and she told John, listen, you're my control. 
this is serious, and you know you got to make this happen. So she tells Lily, "Okay, we we got we're going to get somebody." And John bugs the phone where they're recording everything that's said. They have a controlled call. Mm-hmm. John Cuff and Lily Schmidt. She calls in on the prison phone. It's all wired for sound and. He said, well, what do you need? What do you need? He's, he's, a, he's an Irish guy, but he talks just like a thug. Well, he is a thug. Anyway, he, uh, <laughs> there's, a, there's a very fine line. When, you, when you're in the belly of the beast, then you're a very fine line. Right, right. So yeah. he, he, uh, he talks the jargon, and what do you need? What do you need? I need a guy hit. I've got the whole plan. So, you know, they talk, and they talk, and she doesn't even know she's being recorded, of course. Right. And, you know, she said, we can hit them on the way in. They're so stupid. These are morons. I've got this all on tape. And she goes, they're stupid. All you got to do is walk up to them just like cops and shoot them right in the head. Right in the fucking head. So I said, okay. So John says, all right, how much are we getting paid? You know, we don't do this kind of work for nothing. Right. She says, well, 300000 is all I got. So, you know, they go back and forth. John plays the game. And he right. says, okay, it's a deal. So... Be ready when 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 you see somebody different, you know the job has been done. Don't mess it up. Gonna he's gonna have a writ. He's gonna come in, and uh, the end of the conversation. So about six weeks, uh, about four weeks go by, and they're they're working with the prosecutor in Manhattan, and they're uh, they're making their case. Right. They called me up. They said, Buck, Buck, we need a hitman. There's no one better than you. I said, all right, I'll be up. And just for a second, tell the audience why there's no one better than you. Well, for 20 years, I locked up everybody in organized crime in Manhattan, in New York City, Brooklyn, five boroughs. So when you lock these guys up, you invariably learn their mannerisms and their speech. And you, you know, you, you can't help but learn that subculture of mob craziness that the talk and the walk and the gold chains. You had Gotti. I had Gotti, Carmine Persico, Jimmy Burke, Paulie Vario, a- Anthony Blue Eyes, Anthony Mel, all killers. Everybody's a killer. Right. So right. I kind of spent so much time taking them to court, taking them to prisons, that you know you you kind of you you kind of pick up the the um, the ways of the sure. mob, you know, without crossing the line, and so. Now I, I get all my gold on, anything my wife gave me at the time. I got all my crosses on everything and my bracelet. And at the time, you know, you wore a lot of gold. Right. And I come up and I'm, I'm being briefed by uh, the NCI agent and the FBI agent who really sharp guys. And they, I, did, I said, well, this looks real. They said, no, mm. she's going to kill us if she can. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Marked for death, an FBI agent and a naval criminal investigator. Without doubt, she wanted them dead. So because because they she and her mind thought if they were dead that case would die which is the furthest thing from truth it's not going to die it's it's going to be picked up by the next case agent right so in her mind she she really thought she said if i kill both of these guys my case will be dropped and i'll be right back on park avenue doing it again i'll go to beverly hills mm-hmm. i'll start out there all right so we set the date 
and Kenny and his partner, forget his name, he, they said, here's, here's the routine. We stop for coffee. We get our cake and our coffee because the ride is unbearable. And we, uh, we only make one stop each day, back and forth, because it's a long drive. It can be three hours each way. Right. So, and then we take her in, and, you know, she had already said, I want you to get by the candy store in police uniforms and just walk up and blow their brains out. They're stupid. I hate their fucking guts. They're not smart guys. So John, without saying it, goes, okay, I got this covered, you know. So this, uh, the day comes, and we, you know, I dress up like a mob guy a little bit with the big collar and the opening and, and – and you're you're a big guy to begin with. Uh, I was so twice this, I was kind of intimidating. Right. So with this, I always noticed that Kenny, the guy who was going to be killed, wore a cross. And I said, "Let me get a cross just like that, so she knows every day she'd see that cross." Right. So I got a cross just like it. And what I did was we put a little blood on it, a drop of blood, just a little bit of blood, like brain spatter and okay I, I didn't say nothing i just wore that it's like a little moniker a little souvenir okay a little, little theatrics show me a little showmanship you gotta have a little showmanship you okay. know perception's reality if you make it look that good they're gonna believe it all right we get in there we got to go through three three uh security checkpoints so we now can, we're we're at Rikers Island. Rikers Island. And there is this plan is now unfolding, and this plan is legendary. It has never been done, been done before. Never so been done. What is the plan? Rikers Island is a maximum security uh, gladiator school prison where a lot of people don't even make it out. Um, you, there's never been an escape. There's been a couple attempts. They never got anywhere. I think there's 5,400 prisoners. Supermax. Um, the plan is I have backup units outside with heavy weapons in case the plan is for me to do this job and then they kill me once I get through the third gate because that was kind of her MO to go ahead and. Well, the, uh, the job is what? The plan is to have killed both agents, right? Go into the jail, break her out, and right. then facilitate her escape with dyed hair. And put her in an underground situation where no one could find her, and I received my three hundred thousand. Right. When she's outside that hotel, the safe site. Okay. And she's on her way. Right. But and, I would get yeah. the three hundred before she left the hotel room. Right. And so now we are starting on phase two of the plan by you showing up. The 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 assumption is the other two are the FBI agent and the NCIS agent are dead, and you are going to break her out of Rikers Island. But nobody at Rikers Island knows that you're breaking somebody out. It's never been done. We were afraid to tell the guards. We didn't know how that would be received. So I just went in, and I switched gear. I'm a little bit of a chameleon because I've done a lot of undercover. I switched gear from a hitman into my federal agent routine, which I've been doing for 20 years. And I knew all the terms. I had the writ, my IDs, everything. I kind of closed my shirt up with all the gold, and I said, here, pick up Lily Schmidt and female, uh, whatever the name of that building is. And then they search the car. They search the trunk. They search underneath. You go through the next checkpoint. They question you again. You show your ID, and then you go through a third booth. You go through the gate, 
and you're in the jail, and then there's all kinds of gates. It's really amazing place. And I get up to the tier where she is, and it, it's really, you can tell this is a rough place to do time. And the girls who I was dealing with, the guards, I'll just say these were not Mary Poppins. These were serious jail guards. And I say, I'm here for Lily Schmidt. And as I'm talking and all, I'm opening up my shirt with the cross with the drop of blood on it. And I'm like, you know, so Lily Schmidt wouldn't leave her cell for some and, reason. And who who did the guards think you were? Uh, I was, I had the credentials of the dead guy, NCIC, NCIS. Okay, so you were not yourself. No. Okay. I had immaculate credentials saying I was the same guy who always picked her up to show continuity. Okay. So now... Uh, she she says, "Well, I don't feel good. I'm not going to go today. I'm tired of this. You know, she she's a little scared, but then she comes down because she I, saw somebody different, or I, what was I what don't was think she saw me because she was in right. the block. So we I don't was, know why today she decided. We, we really don't know why she. I think she just thought like I've had enough of this or something. But then okay. they say you're going. They're here. The guy's here. Get down there. I'll be you know whatever they do, kill him. I don't know. But the thing is they." brought her down and uh she sees me and she makes eye contact with me and she is hyperventilating oh my god i said so i, I kind of bent over and i said shut up the job was done and all of a sudden the adulation oh oh yeah i'm ready to go to court i'm ready to go and she sees the blood on the cross and she's like she didn't know what to think she was like in between like fright and happiness uh -huh. and so I signed the papers, and I hook her up, and we're walking out, and I just, just, just be calm. Everything has been taken care of, and I'm talking like a mom killer now. So you got a different, you, you're actually using a different voice. Different voice, a real heavy Brooklyn killer's voice, a lot of cursing. So we get through the first gate, and she's like, oh, I love you. You can kill, we have to be partners. You can kill with a gun. That son of a bitch I was with was killing with a pencil. I tried to have him taken out. She's just incriminating herself deeper and deeper and deeper. And you have a wire on. I've got a wire on to okay. prove everything. We get into the car, and my driver's name was Johnny two times. And he, he, he had the Italian look. I said, hey, Johnny, get us to the hotel. Get us to this bitch. And I'm tell, telling her, don't sit on my lap. You get too close to me. You know, I know it's being filmed, but she doesn't. She's like enamored with this killing. So right. I'm like, no get over there and Johnny's like okay boss what do you want us to you know he's playing it perfect right perfect this kid was great and the goal of you wearing a wire and talking to her is what what do you need the her to say the whole goal is I've been prepped by the US attorney I've got to make her admit without coaching that she hatched the plan to kill the agents blow by blow okay which is not that easy when you have to make her say it without letting her know you have to make her say it. Right. So we're in the car, and she's just, like, squirreling. I put a, after we got through the third gate, I put a blanket over, and I said, don't move. We went to the safe site. We had a room set up with microphones, TVs. The cameras were in the lamps. Where was this? This was, uh, I think it was the uh, uh, one of the hotels by Rikers. Okay. Just by the airport there. Uh-huh. Well, she's, and I take the cuffs off her, and she's like, oh, my God, I love you, and I love you, and you, you got to work with me. And I said, just sit down. This is not, this is all business, you know, and I'm really, 
I'm laying into it. And I just got out at the 20 year bit. I said, I just whacked two guys. I said, you better have the fucking money. Right. I'm telling you right now. I got it. I got it. I got it. So anyway, get it to the hotel room and we give her some hair dye. Right. Go in there and dye your hair. You can't go out like that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She's dyeing her hair. And she comes out with the towel on. She's like, well, where am I going? I said, you got to produce the money, bitch. If you don't produce the money, you're probably going to a graveyard. Right. You know, U.S. attorney did not like that last term. He said, can't do that. <laughs> you're, a me- you're a method actor. You, yeah, you, then, you got a little too in. Got a little in. And then, and then when, you, when you go into Rikers, you give your partner your gun. So I said, uh, Tony, give me my fucking piece. And he hands me the biggest, we've got the biggest 45 you've ever seen. It looked like Dirty Harry. And he hands it to me. She goes, oh, my God, that's a beautiful gun. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I'm like, just don't worry about the gun. Yeah. Right. So anyway, get her to the room. She's a, she's a nutcase. She's a nutcase. Okay. But she's a consummate femme fatale who is always thinking of her next move. Mm-hmm. She doesn't stop thinking. She's trying to stay ahead. And, you know, when that... So when we realized we went to the house where the money was, but the money's not there. It's right. paintings and stolen art, and there was counterfeit bills, but she didn't have 300 long to pay us. So now I'm like, all right, what do we do with her? You know, do we kill her? She, I said, you ain't going nowhere, princess. And she's like, get scared. I said, well, why would I let you go? Oh, we can make millions. We can make, I said, I just killed two guys for you. Then I get her to open up with the, I said, now, you know, you're a pretty smart little princess there. You're really slick how you did that. Tell me again how you did that. And she finally is so, so uh, happy with me. She's going over bit by bit and it's all being recorded and she's i'm letting her act it out her master plan her master plan she goes i told you you gotta shoot them in the head they're stupid she goes how did they die i said they died like fucking dogs they said the big one i said he was begging for his life begging and the little one he just went to sleep honey (laughs) she's like this she's eating (laughs) she's she's eating it up she is eating this but in her mind Eventually, she knows that you're gonna find out. There's no 300. Well, but so how see, is she gonna deal well, with that? Every plan, you know, she is just at living too. She figures, well, maybe I can get next to him and he'll loosen up a little bit. Let me get away. She's always, she's always thinking right. of a way out. Right. But this time there was no way out. So now I realize. Uh, I can't remember how I knew. I think I made a phone call, but it was just to the next hotel room. Right. And they said, there's no money. There's stolen art here. We'll seize everything. But, you know, we're going to go ahead and we got everything three times over for the case. So I said, all right. And we had a word like, I don't know what it was. That was like, come in and beat me up, hook me up and take her away. So they kind of left the door open a little bit. I didn't want to pay for the hotel door. So the 300 no longer became a factor. No. Okay. So now they come in and they're federal agents, you're under arrest, you fucking mob shit. You know, they beat me up and all. I'm like, okay, right. oh, you got me, you got me. Did you know the guy who was uh, beating you up a little oh, bit? Sure, yeah. Did he over, Did well, he enjoy roughing you up a little bit? No, so I would have <laughs> killed him, you know. <laughs> no, it, it was not like that because they knew my reputation. <laughs> you would have had a, a quick beating right after it. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, they, they hooked me up, just threw me on the ground, right. threw me on the table. And, they, uh, and she's like, 
and she's being taken away. I love you. I, I love you. I love the way you work. I'll see you again. And I'm like, yeah, thanks. I'm going back for 20 more. And and she didn't see me for a year. So she's convinced. I mean, the no, there's no doubt in her mind that you are 1,000% hitman. She's telling her lawyers, this guy is not a U.S. Marshal. Because Discovery told her this was a murder for hire of Sting, where you were beat by a U.S. Marshal. There's no way. Up until the trial, when I walked in to testify, she was in shock. I swear to God. I thought they were going to have to give her some, wake her up with smelling salts. She's like, oh, my God, he is a federal marshal. When I get on the stand, then I have to tell him who I am. And Kimber Woods is up there. Okay, marshal, introduce yourself and tell us your role. And and the judge was, uh, you remember. Kimber in, Woods was particular. a former Playboy bunny who became a federal judge, one of the most out of all the federal judges I ever testified in front, this woman was a most drop-dead gorgeous federal judge. And she presided over this not, trial. Not something you normally hear when discussing no, federal when, judges. When, when you are with federal judges, they are not like Kimball Woods. And she was so professional and so educated and such a all-business federal judge, but she happened to be a former Playboy bunny. So, and she was the next candidate for attorney general of the United States, but she had some problems in her background. Okay. Couldn't be nicer. So we, we testify, and I'm in and out because I can't sit in the courtroom with other testimony, but I'm the, the primary prosecution witness. Mm -hmm. And after about 30 days of testimony, uh, I went back on for cross, and after she said, oh, she said, we have a verdict it's a unanimous verdict. You can go home and see your wife because, you know, we would talk a little bit. And she's just a lovely person, Kimberwood. So I said, oh, Judge, thank you. So she said, uh, Inspector Leshawn, you are dismissed because once you have the verdict with a unanimous, it's not going anywhere. So right. I went and got my car, checked out of the Vista Hotel, which was the World Trade Center, which no one could afford to stay in. But I was on per diem. I said, I've got to stay at the Vista. <laughs> <laughs> and I get home that night. My wife is in shock. I don't even think we had cell phones. We might have, but I don't think we did. And I said, I'm home. She goes, oh, my God, you're home. We can go out somewhere this weekend. And the next morning, they bombed the World Trade Center. And where my car was parked, in federal agent parking, it was completely blown out, and 17 people were killed. I believe it was 17 people. And I would have been there right at the time of the blast. So there is uh, somebody upstairs. And she was convicted, and I believe she got 26 years. She just got out of jail uh, three months ago. It was in the papers that she did, I think, 30 years. So knowing her, she was in jail, and she did something else bad. Probably got more time. Lily can't help herself. What did Lily do? We don't know, but to do 30 years is a long hit, a long stretch. Uh, so if she got 26, she should have been out in about 21. Uh, yes. But she did a hard 30. If you're 26 in a federal prison, as they say about federal prisons, you do the time. You do the time now. There's no short parole. You might get something off for good behavior. But I understand from the papers, she did 30 years. So whatever so she, well, she in jail. She got four for something. You can get in a lot of trouble in jail if you keep doing bad things. Right. Well, Lily is probably one of the most deadly uh, psychopaths I've ever dealt with because she will never stop committing crime. But she, that's coming. That's quite a statement coming from you, given the number of people you've dealt with and given who you've dealt with. I, I have literally locked up the good, the bad, the ugly, the killers. 
the homicidal maniacs. But Lily is so dangerous because, I mean, here's a girl who tried to have her husband killed, her best friend, her partner in crime. So she is truly a femme fatale. She will never stop. She's probably out there now, wherever she is, as an old lady trying to rip somebody off somewhere in America. 30 years won't change a person. Never change Lily. Lily is hard, fast, career criminal. Given the number of cases that you've done, this was the one that jumped out at you, that in, in all your career, this one was really well, distinguished well, itself. Well, the viciousness of this one, uh, there's been so many really bad, bad people I locked up, serial killers, hit men, hit women, um, really bad people. But that's all business with them. You know, you kind of know why they hit that guy on orders. Mm-hmm. Um of course, you have the psychopaths, the Bernard Welshes, who are just uh, depraved, bad people. The Pat O'Shea's, who get off by killing cops. These people are, America doesn't know, but there's a, a belly under America of bad people mm-hmm. who are so bad and so vicious, you have to hope that you never interact with them because their thing is killing, maiming, terrible things. Uh, we've dealt with so many of them. Uh, I don't know how to explain it except there's degrees. You know, the mob guys kill because they're on orders. Um, a sociopath kills because the, the moon in the sky told them to kill somebody. Right. You know. Uh, right. You know, uh, people go into a bank and it goes shitty and the bullets fly. That's greed. You know, but, but Lily, Lily is going to further her criminal career no matter what it takes. And that's what's dangerous. Well, thank you very much for coming in and telling this this tale. And uh, thank you for your what, 30 years of service in the uh, U.S. Marshal Service. 30 years, 1,500 callers, hands-on. And I supervised another 20,000 with my fist operation. And I also built the biggest stings in police history. Well, this will not be the end of Bob Leshorn on this podcast because this man has too much to say. So thank you very much for coming in. Thank you for having me and Marshal Service, the greatest career in the world. Finally, Chasing Evil is produced with the cooperation of the United States Marshal Service and contains interviews with current and retired employees as well as other persons. Opinions, positions, and views expressed by any of them may not reflect the official views, positions, or policies of the United States Marshal Service. Stay safe, everyone. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.